1: Good morning. Good morning, engineer. Give me enough volume from beginning. Thank you. For death could not hold you, even
2: in the grave.
1: That's a, that's a powerful uh, phrase. So I read a few scriptures and you put it on a loop for me. Hmm? Paul and Silas were in prison. We we're preaching together today. And they and we are standing together. Amen. <laughs> Paul and Silas were in prison. And they did something that Jews do. It's something that will help us, you know, when, they, when God gave them the commandments in the Old Testament. He said they should write it down, and they should tell generations to generations, you know. So in, in order to ensure that that will happen, they put it in different ways. Uh, one of the ways they did was they assigned families different parts of the Torah, which was the five books of Moses, the Pentateuch, which we call them. And every family was required to rewrite them on scrolls. And when you finish rewriting them on scrolls, they counted them. And if the words were more than they were before they started, they tear it and start writing again. If the words were less than when they started, they tear it and start writing again. Because they didn't play with the word of God, it had to be exact, right? Spoken to be heard, spoken to be spoken. Now, spoken to be sang. Is the is another dimension. Eh? That's why we music ministers we are dangerous people. If only we understand. Eh? Now another thing they did was put it in music, which which is why David was very hot. You know, because when I put it in music and I re, and I realized my son comes to me and he says, "Oh, Dad," and he starts singing something, and I realized that that's how they teach children. Eh? That's how they get them to rhyme something, learn something. Now, spoken to be sung is, the, is a deeper dimension that helps you remember. Now, if I said to you, magnify the Lord, you know you cannot magnify the Lord. <laughs> to magnify, magnify means to enlarge. You can't make God bigger than he is. Uh-huh. So you need to ask yourself. And that's where curiosity leads to revelation. What did they mean when they said magnify the Lord? It's to magnify him in your own mind. And to make him the biggest thing. Bigger than your deadline. Your rent that is due. The pressure that is on you now. Your children that are misbehaving. The husband you are looking for. The wife you are looking for. Every pressure that you came into. Your health that is failing. Is bigger. I, I, I. One of the reasons I said you put it on the loop for me, I, I feel that there's someone here that you've walked in here today and you're close to dead. And the doctors have told you that, it's only, that they've reached the end. Let me tell you what spiritual people do when doctors say they've the end. You say, oh, "Well, <laughs> Because the earlier they reach the end, the faster God can start understand what I'm saying. So Paul and Silas knew that there's a state of elevation of the spirit where, you know, so it so is like the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground. When, and I said, when the Bible says the kingdom of God is talking, don't stop playing, where's that piano man? Ah, okay. We well, are put it on F and don't stop playing. Now, It gets to a place, right? Where nobody can tell you any other thing. You have entered the realm of Kolo where your mind has been taken over by the word of God. By the seed that has gone into the ground and germinated. Do you understand? I said Kolo because everybody would think there's something wrong with this guy. Imagine Noah building an ark in a realm where rain hadn't fallen for years, right? And that's the realm you must get to, to possess the faith of God. Uh, when, like when Jesus caused the victory and he said, you know what he said? He said, have the faith of God. Right? So Paul and Silas were in prison. And they understood this principle. So they were in a dark place. And I suspect that there's someone here in a dark place. You come to church, you are wearing a suit. But what people don't know is the suit that is wearing you. There's nothing. You don't know what's next. Dark place. And that's how, if you understand how the, You know, it's not like the movies you watch and you see inside the cell, it's clean and all that. The the cells there were dungeons. He, He has a way of superimposing depression on any man. They were dungeons. And Paul and Silas were there. And they started to do what Jews do they started to sing. Now I told you last time, I I want to read those scriptures. They were not singing just songs, right? They were singing specific songs that they called the halal in the Psalms. So I want to the first set of Psalms they sang. And you know the purpose of these Psalms was not to remind God, it was to remind themselves. Because they knew that if they got to a place where they remembered then God would move. The first one was Psalm 113 praise you the Lord, praise O oh you servants of the Lord, praise the name of the Lord, blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and even forevermore from the rising of the sun unto the going down the name of the Lord is praised the Lord is high above the nations, glory above the heavens who is like unto the Lord We decided to boast now right then they read Psalm 113 Psalm 114 to Psalm 118. When they finished, they now went to read Psalm 136. And they were singing it. So when it says they were singing, that's what they were doing. They were building up their most holy faith. Right? Now, it says when Israel, this psalm trips me. Listen to it, Psalm 114. When Israel went out of Egypt, and Jacob, now do you see them reminding themselves of what God did at the Exodus in Egypt. He said, and Jacob, from a people of strange language. He said Judah was his sanctuary and Israel his dominion. He said the sea saw it and fled. He didn't describe it like he said the sea saw it and did what? Fled. And Jordan was driven back. That's the, Joshua's time. Jordan was driven back. He said the mountains skipped like rams and little hills like little lambs. And they asked it, What thee, O thou see that thou fledest, thou Jordan, that thou was driven back. You see what they did? They magnified God in their mind, bigger than anything, bigger than death, more powerful, more glorious. At the point at which they were done with this ritual, because I call it a tutu. When they were done, nothing could stand before them. Even in the grave. Bring your health before him. Bring that challenge. Just bring it. Bring it. Just bring it. Whatever the doctors have said, bring it. Can you have a costa? He more chance, but let me explain this. He said to Moses, when you pray for the children of Israel, say pray for them this way. Say the Lord bless you and keep you. Right? During the last service, Pastor, let me pray that prayer to end. You know what it means? It means Jehovah. Literally, Jehovah bless you and keep you. Now, that word Jehovah is a composite of two characteristics of God two. The first one is self existing. The second one is eternal. <laughs> Listen. The first one is what? Self existing and the second one is what? Eternal. It means that when you say Jesus is Lord, he is what? Self existing is to What? Eternal. Now, when you sing these worship songs, don't play with them. No. They are very serious. Now, What it means is that the one that is going to bless you does not need anyone's permission to do it. Self-existing. So someone has threatened you in the office and said, I'll fire you, I'll sack you. (laughs) Self-existing. Self-what? Existing. It doesn't need your permission. The second one is what? Eternal. It means that the one that will bless you does not run, operates in tenures. Election is not coming and it's not going. He is what? That's why the Bible says he is the beginning. No, it doesn't say it's the end. Go and read it. It says the ending. Present continuous. Ending does not end. He said, "I'm the beginning, what? I'm the ending. When you get to the end, it's the ending." He's the self-existent and the eternal. Even in the grave. Jesus
0: is love. Bring that cancer here now. Bring it. Bring that illness. Bring that pressure. Bring that thing that's weighing on your mind.
1: I Dante, the number Kideba, skier, you came. Thank you for coming. We ask that you answer specific questions today. Speak a word of life, Rema word that will set us on a course
2: that
1: will change humanity forever in the name of Jesus. Make the crooked places straight. Allow us to hear what only sons can hear. Circumcise our, hear, our hearing in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we thank you. I'm grateful for the privilege to be here. Uh. Thank you, Pastor Femi. I know you are probably watching somewhere for the, you know, for sharing your pulpit. Thank you for being secure enough. Uh, you now I was saying during the first service that I have known Pastor Femi for for a long time, and <clears throat> it's a rare privilege when an elder is so far above or far ahead of you. Says. Come and share. It's, it's, I feel, you know, honoured. It's a real privilege, and, and and you know, not many, not many people who have gone ahead can do that, especially in this day and age. Uh, not many people. A lot of people have the spirit of witchcraft. They don't. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful. You, you guys are blessed. Amen ever since ever since the original you know, city of David where we knew that we were doing something different that we would make a dent this is probably the closest I've been and I, and I, iterate, I iterate a lot going around to minister uh, there were days where I don't know if you know this and I don't know if Pastor Femi will allow me but I will say it later he can spank me you know, God gave us provisions of redemption and each one has a condition attached to it. And understanding is required, you see, because there are four things that happen when we talk about knowledge. The first one, which is the very basic one, is intelligence. And people overrate intelligence, but it's circumstantial. Right? So I can be physically intelligent, spatially intelligent, emotionally intelligent. It doesn't do much for your bank account. So you have seen people who are very intelligent in school. They came out. They are working for the dollars. You know the dollars, the boys that sit at the back. The ones that when they were saying two times, one, two, they were saying, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Those boys uh, and <laughs> they come to them. students say, teacher, I'm not well. mm and the second one is knowledge. Knowledge pops up. Puffs up. The third one is wisdom. I think wisdom is the most overrated. Because people think that when you have wisdom, is enough. But wisdom doesn't end the cycle. For the Bible describes the, 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 the poor wise man. Aha. A lot He's wise, but he's poor. If you are poor and you are wise, then you are a philosopher. You will just be philosophizing up and down. Saying things like, you can't make money in this country without stealing. Or saying things like, men are scum. (laughs) But the Bible says, get wisdom. And you know what I'm saying? In all your gettings, that's the last one, understanding. Get understanding. Understanding is the most underrated thing. But it's the key that completes the cycle. Understanding is the how. When you understand the how, you are free. And when you listen to a message, I want you to pray, the Holy Spirit, show me the how. Now when I'm leaving this place, I know exactly what to do. One, two, three, four things to do. Forget whether I can preach, I'm still learning. But when you are when you live here, how do I know what to do? And it's very key that you have that understanding. And so if you have understanding, then you know how to relate to the provisions of redemption. That's why when I say some of the things I say, I say them from a place of understanding. For instance, prayer has limitations in what is designed to do. Hello? Prayer changes things, but prayer has a function. And so I see people praying, their life does not change. It's a lack of understanding. As a provision of redemption, prayer is designed to make power available. Hello? Finish. Oh, of course, it also creates discipline in the spirit. But as a provision of redemption, prayer is what? Designed to make power available. Available for the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much or maketh power available. The question is after prayer makes power available, what next? And then we find people locked and stuck because they've only been taught to pray. So after you pray, you need to be taught to hear. Eh? So you pray, but you are stubborn. After you pray, God is talking to you. He say, okay, okay, you know what? Keep quiet for five minutes. Let me. Oh God. Let me talk now. Can I talk? When you understand that even the things you pray for and the way you pray will change. I hear people praying that they are bombarding the gates of heaven. Do you know where it is? Say, let us now bombard. You can't bombard it. You can't pray. Eh? Prayer cannot work in the areas where Jesus said you should receive the keys. You want to break down the gates of heaven. Jesus said, I've given you the keys now. Why are you? So, said, i calm down now. There are certain things that are wrong with you today that you are praying for. All you need is the anointing. You don't need to pray for You have prayed beyond that point. The Bible says that because of the anointing, the burden is removed, right? And the yoke destroyed. Do you know what it was describing? It was a Jewish scenario it was describing. It was describing where they used ox to plow their fields, right? And they yoked two oxes together. They yoked them together. And the stronger one pulled the weaker one and the push and the pull, the ox, they'll put the plow in front of them, and the ox will, both of them will go and they'll plow the field because the ox were very strong. That was what Jesus was describing. Now, the wooden yoke that they used, lock, was a, was a yoke that locked. It didn't have padlock, it was cast on the ox, the both of them. The only way the yoke was broken was was when the ox, both of them fed enough that their neck broke the yoke so Jesus was describing the anointing as spiritual food that determines growth and growth is determined by quality diet that there's a place you grow to where your neck will break the yoke there are certain things that growth will do that prayer cannot do you must grow. And then water and Gary will find their level. But you must grow. And sometimes growth is in your soul, is in your spirit. You can't pray it. You can't build a ministry like this without being a prayer person. Institutions are built by prayer. Do you understand what I'm saying? So there were days that Pastor Femi in the city of David would pray for nine hours. Service would go and would not attend service. You'd be in the back praying. I'm serious, it was so I want you to know the kind of person or the kind of spirit that you have in this church. That's why I can get here and flow freely, you know. Do, it doesn't happen everywhere. Now, those intercessors, he inclusive, they would pray, pray. And then we had something we called Lazarus Comfort. I was in the choir. So we were ministers who we sing. But we were also, they also made us pray. But those guys were praying. One day we had we were having Lazarus Comfort. We are singing. We brought this guy on the wheelchair. The guy stood up. No, no joke. This one is not cartoon or in the church. During praise worship, the guy stood up. See, so we don't play with worship where I come from. It's the presence of God. That's your past. The guy stood up. Eh? Let me do like an kitty woman. Eh? I said that to say that anything can happen in this house. Because that anointing is on this house. Twice now, first service and this service, I felt a very strong healing push. Very, very strong. And you'll hear testimonies. But what I'm saying is that the hand of God is so strong on this man of God that you need to pull it. Pull it. Pull it. Now. Don't insulate yourself from it by not appreciating him and saying funny things about him. They didn't send you to do that. Don't. If you do that, you insulate yourself. Don't. It's not your business. What you need to do is what? Pull. Forget about it. So, prayer is earthly permission for heavenly intervention. Why? Because God gave the earth to the sons of men. Right? So, David. When, when, when Adonijah made himself king, you know what David said? <laughs> Master strategist, spiritual strategist. He said, give me a priest, a prophet, and a soldier. I will give you a revolution. Why? He said, he said, he said give me a priest, a prophet, and what? A soldier. Because you need a priest to offer up prayer to God You need a prophet to bring an answer from God, and you need a soldier to implement. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is what you need to change your life. You need to operate in the priestly, operate in the prophetic, and operate as an implementer. All right. We can't, let's start from where we stopped earlier. Matthew 4, 17. Let me attempt to show you how. And I pray that the Lord will open your eyes. So we established that without love, you can't even enter into this dimension because God will not speak to you. In fact, he said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. So We have a place where man fell, right? Man fell. And Jesus brought us back into alignment with God. So we find out that we're now Christians. We say we are born again. However, many of us on individual decisions in our life, the key decisions, where do I go? Where do I live? Who do I marry? We are not aligned. And we say, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Then you cry to God, God, your word says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. What you're saying is, God, I've never seen the one that is aligned with you forsaken. But God is saying, but you are not aligned now. You're still doing your own agenda. So uh, I cannot back it. And remember, I said in the first service, let's agree that everything God does, He does for what? For love. Once you understand that, you know that He's not punishing you. You just need to get aligned. Because if you think he's punishing you, then you never learn the lessons. But when you understand that he doesn't operate by punishing you, you just need to get aligned. So let's start from the beginning from Matthew. Matthew 4:17. Say from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, hey, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let's use some simultaneous equations substitution method quickly the word repent like I said last time is a composite of two words who can remember re and pent re means what again pent means to think you guys are very smart thank you pent means to think so it means what think again Now, the phrase the kingdom of heaven speaks of God's way of doing things or a king's domain, what happens in a king's domain. So anytime the Bible says the kingdom of heaven, it's talking about God's way of doing things because the will of a king supersedes in his domain, right? So if you substitute that again, it's saying think again for God's way of doing things. Remember man had fallen and we couldn't do things God's way. We did it our own way. So the message of Matthew 4:17 is think again. For God's way of doing things is at hand. The phrase is at hand is old English for reachable, achievable, touchable, possible. Right. So if you take that and you substitute it again, the message of the gospel is think again. For God's way of doing things is now possible. That's the message of the gospel. That's what Jesus came to preach. Think again. For God's way of doing things is now what? Possible. Essentially, God is love, God is light. So Jesus was saying love and light are now possible. Can be incorporated into your everyday life. Now that gospel is the secret. My secret. So it says, the preaching of the gospel is foolishness to them that are lost. But to them that are saved, it is the power of God, right? Think about that scripture. The preaching, that word preaching is the word logos, and it speaks of the thought pattern. So when the Bible speaks of the word of God or preaching, it speaks of it in two ways. One, the rima, which is the word of God, direct and specific, and the logos, which is the thought pattern of God. So the logos of God is codified in what we call the Bible. It's written down. So the Logos is the thought pattern of God. The Rema is a specific word for a specific... You need the two. In fact, you need the Rema, you need the Logos to verify the Rema. Because when you say God is telling you, look inside the Bible to see if that's God's way of operating. Or if it's the shape of the sister that's leading you. You say, God is leading me. One guy in one of the churches I attended, uh, he said God told him that sister is The sister has three children. She's happily married. She just looks smallish, 50-something-year-old woman. Ah, I said, Bobo, it's not God that is talking to you, sir. So you use the logos to verify the rhema. God does not go against his thought pattern. It's consistent. So the Bible says the thought pattern of God or the thought pattern of the gospel is foolishness to them that are lost. When I tell you that the solution to your problem, to you lacking innovation is love, is foolishness to them that are lost. He said, but to us that are saved, that is where the power is. So stop running around. Calm down. Let's come to the center and start again. Let's go back to Matthew 17 and start the gospel again. That, the, that, that you think again, just think again. For God's way of doing things is now possible. Let me explain the way Nicodemus saw it in John 3.3. 3. John 3.3. 3. So we have Nicodemus, teacher of teachers. Now I want you to understand how the Jewish structure was so you know who, who Nicodemus was. Because when they say Nicodemus, if you, uh, you don't look into that system, you don't understand. Now the Jewish structure, listen to me, was a theocratic democracy. A theocratic democracy means that they had spiritual leaders in what was like a senate. Do you understand that? So they had a senate that voted. They had a senate that voted. But that senate was not made of senators that were voted by the people. It was made of spiritual leaders who they called the San Henry. Right? So A theocracy is the the rule of God. Democracy is the rule of the people. So the Jews had a theocratic democracy. You know they were in transition. Remember that they started with the rule of God in the beginning. Remember, they started with the rule of God. Then the people came and rejected the rule of God and said, God shall give them kings. The minute they had a chance to vote, they voted God out. And said, give us a king. So God gave them kings. They suffered in the hands of kings who showed them pepper. But God was redeeming them. Throughout all the exile, everything, God was redeeming them. And they were now going back to the rule of God. Right? So when they spoke about Jesus, they were expecting a military warrior. But that was not what God was sending. Right? It took them to a theocratic democracy, then back to the rule of God, which is where we are all going. Where God rules in the affairs of men. Nebuchadnezzar had to discover it. This thing that I'm telling you for free. <laughs> Experience is the worst teacher. It will do you strong thing, it will not tell you why. You understand what I'm saying. So they had a theocratic democracy which, now that is where Nicodemus sat. When he walked the streets, he was big. He could, so he couldn't come to see Jesus in the daytime. Do so you understand? He had to come at night because he was a big fellow. So he came at night, and I want you to see what he said. Very funny guy. <laughs> he said there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, ruler. The same came at night, and said unto him, Rabbi, we know. <laughs> now the St. Henry was the biggest persecutor of Jesus in the Old Testament. And the first thing Nicodemus said was what? We know, speaking on behalf of the St. Henry. that we know that you are a teacher from God. It's just that we are malfunctioning at the moment. <laughs> we know that you are a teacher from God because nobody can do these things except God be with him. Let me tell you this. Those that are persecuting you the most, they admire you the most. They are just uh, malfunctioning at the moment. You just have to reply in love. This is why you must reply in love. You have that boss who's just always on your case. They see the greatness. They see it. Some of them see it just by seeing your prosperity. Some of them have checked divination and they see it, and they are committed to bring you down. Relax. Don't worry. That's why your source must be in God. That's why you must be, I'll show you, you must be begotten from above, not begotten of men. So he said, we know. Now, Jesus is deep. So Jesus was asking, answering the questions he did not ask. The ones that were in his heart. So he said, we know and then Jesus said, Verily, verily, I sent you. No, no, no. What was he saying? What was Nicodemus saying? And this, this must be your testimony. Nicodemus was saying, As a ruler of the Jews, I have oversight. I can trace your lineage. I know your father, Joseph, is a carpenter. In fact, the center table in my parlor, I know when I gave him the contract. They were that familiar. Understand what I'm saying? In fact, didn't I either I, over, I I I must either have overseen your naming ceremony or sent one of the junior guys to do it? That's the society that they were. Nicodemus was that ruler. Remember, it was the rulers that were also the teachers. It was a theocratic democracy. So, boy, I know you, but there's a part of you that you are manifesting that is disturbing me. You see, when you enter into this miracle, something I don't understand. It's like them coming to me to and say, "But we live in this same country, we work in this same industry. How are you doing it?" Or oh, you are a student in school. We have the same pressures. We have the same. We wrote the same exam. We play together. You even play with us. We will dub and form Voltron in the exam hall. You will. Sit on your own and how are you doing it? Look at him. The best thing you can do for the gospel is to get it right. That's the best evangelism, right? Once you get that, people will flow naturally and say, What? How are you doing it? So Jesus said to him, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That word see in the Greek is the word understand. So it says, except a man is born from above, he cannot understand God's way of doing things. That's what Jesus said. Except a man allows God to be his source and is begotten from above, he cannot understand God's way of doing things. Nicodemus took it personally and said, are you saying that... Uh, he you enter into the womb the second time. And Jesus knew that there was something in the wisdom quadrant that was missing that he needed to address. So Jesus said, verily I say unto you, except a man is born of the spirit and of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That word enter in the Greek is to operate God's way of doing things. He said, except a man, that there are two things you will need to operate like God on the earth, or like Jesus did, and it is water, which is the word of God, and the spirit. So Jesus was saying to him that these provisions of redemption are there. And I'm saying to you today that these provisions of redemption are what? Available. The word of God and the spirit of God. Spoken to be heard, spoken to be spoken. That's why when people ask me, I say my greatest asset is what my hearing. Remember I told you last week two things about hearing. Who can remember? One, everything has ears. Everything needs to have ears so that faith can change anything. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. The second thing is that hearing is an everlasting gift. It doesn't die when you die so that faith can resurrect no matter how dead it is. That's why Death could not hold him captive. I want you to follow me closely. Follow me. Follow me. And so Jesus was saying to Nicodemus: if you have the Spirit of God and the Word of God, that those are the two things that God used to create the heavens and the earth. remember? Remember. The spirit of God moved and over the face of the water, then the word of God. If you have a functional spirit and a functional mouth, you are okay. No matter how dark your past is, your future is what? Bright. Today is origin, point zero. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can create it. In fact, let me tell you how powerful this thing is. You can use your words to break down the molecular structure of your life and reassemble it the way you want. That's how powerful what I'm sharing with you is. I've done it. You break it down and reassemble it. I'll show you. Let's go to Hebrews 11. It says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So I said last time that uh, the Bible talks about faith in the context of a country. Hebrews 11 um, says that the first step to operating in any country is to have jurisdiction. Remember. So faith, that's why that's why I'm telling you. he spoke it in the context of a country so that we can understand it. He said they, they seek a city, they seek a country. You know, he was talking about jurisdiction. So the first step to operating. Listen to me. The first step to operating successfully in any country is to get what? Jurisdiction. Love is the tool that you use to secure jurisdiction. Without love, you have no... You are not in the game. You are out of the game. Love is the tool that you use to secure what? Jurisdiction. For Galatians 5, 6 says, In Christ there is no circumcision or uncircumcised, but faith that works by what? Love. Love. Car sitting down, Mercedes Benz. Fantastic. Sitting in the garage. Love is the key. You can do the dance. You can pray. You can even use juju. The car will not start until love. And so some of us have these beautiful cars sitting in our garages. I mean, the garage of life. But your heart is not in the right place. And the minute your heart falls in the right place, something happens in a short while to you that people wonder what happened. Someone came to me one day and said, Sir, I want to join your Illuminati. I said, These Gen Z people, they will not kill you. Illuminati. But things turn back, turn around so fast. You know why? Because light determines time. Right? And if you bring light in the right intensity through your heart, you can what? Collapse time. Time will collapse. The things that they told you you can do only in 20 years. You heard that testimony. He said, that when I look at it, I should be doing it two to three years from now. Collapsed. But the reason. But, but you see coming here, you hear the word of God, everything is stacked. But I hear God say there's a missing link and it's in the heart. You need to rewire your heart. Once you rewire your heart, things will just start some of you will grow global immediately. Because the capacity is already there. What is missing is the heart. God! Give me a global business. You know, but I don't like white people. You're a racist, and you want a global business. Does that sound right to you? Can't happen. God, we are trying to expand our our business to all the parts of Nigeria—north, south, east, west. Then your then your, brother, then your daughter brings a husband. What's his name? Mohammed. Ah, Mola. Mullah. Ah. You are joking with God. You are not serious. You are joking with God. You are not serious. Go and tell him to wash your heart. Tell him, touch my heart. It will limit you. Because you will prosper as your soul prospers. I told you, he says, keep your heart diligently. For out of your heart flows what? The word issues is the word what? Boundaries. Boundaries. So keep your heart diligently, for with your heart you create boundaries around your life. What your heart cannot take, your life cannot take. Anything that enters into your heart will not rest until it it produces its material equivalent in your life. Material equivalent. That's what the Bible means in Mark 4 when it says, so is the kingdom of God. As if a man goes to cast seed into the ground and goes to sleep. Now sometimes you are going to need to cast the seed because your heart will be rejecting it. Do you understand? The Bible is exact. It says, cast this seed. Why? Because your heart will reject it. Cast it back, you walk it. I'm rooted and grounded in love. What do you mean? If his name is Chinodu, we love him. Say so his name is Ayọ Ah, I'm a Yoruba. <laughs> jati, Jati. say those people are not loyal. No, you are are born again. We are connected with the blood of Jesus. We are one family. You understand this? You can't disrespect the family. And so, you connect, you declare, (laughs) Jesus, you cut off yourself from having jurisdiction because you cannot stand them. God says, but you want a business, you don't have jurisdiction there. You know what happened Because your heart does not accommodate you to have jurisdiction there. So you have no local standee in law, no foot to stand on, and therefore you can't operate. But you know all the distributors there. Somehow you have not penetrated the market. It's the mullah that you don't like that you want to be collecting their money. You like their money, sir. Ah, you see, there's a problem. You don't like them, you like their money. Hebrews 11 says that the words were framed, now this is where it gets serious, over the next 15 minutes. The words were what? Framed by the word of God. Listen to me, I'll show you how to use your mouth from today, in love. The words, listen carefully, the words were framed by the word of God. Now, he did not say the world was framed by the word of God. Read it carefully. He says the worlds were framed by the word of God. Not the world was framed by the word of God, right? So there are two words there for world. The first one is the cosmos, which is the world as we know it, right? The Greek translates it cosmos. But that's not what he was talking here. He translates worlds, which is aeons, which is dispensation of phases of life, right? So he's talking here about dispensations or what? Phases. So if you read it again, what it says is that by faith, it said the words or the phases of the world were framed by the word of God. Right? Which is to create like God creates, is to frame the phases of your life by your words. Which means that the phases or how long you spend in a particular phase of your life is not determined by the calendar. It's determined by your words that are inspired by light from the word of God. Which means that one phase of your life can take seven years. Another phase can take ten years. Someone can come and do it in, 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 in six months. Those two phases. Collapsing time. Why? Because the words are framed by words. That's faithful. The earlier you get it, the better. God does not have a wristwatch. We will be here. <laughs> the child that does not have like exam will die in the same class. You understand what I'm saying? This life does not give you, let my people go. In fact, let me tell you this about life. As you grow, the characters in your life may change, but until you learn them, the lessons will remain the same, and the script will remain the same. So a child, let me say that again. The characters in your life may change, but until you learn them, the lessons will remain the same, and the script will remain the same. So a child, let's say her name is Bukola. I don't know why I like picking on Bukola. (laughs) Let's say her name is Bukola, and we're teaching her how to speak to people and respect people, right? From the time, her first characters and her first teachers are her parents, right? So her parents say, Bukola, you don't speak to people that way. You don't, you know, and she says, well, I don't care. I don't like people. And she doesn't learn. Then she grows a bit and goes to school. And the next set of characters are her friends, right? But the script remains the same. The lesson we are trying to teach her remains the same. And you know the friends in school at the early age—they are very wicked. They don't have children or not. You just—they just leave her. Stop talking to her. She will go and cry. Nobody wants to play with me. Say what happened? I called him a fool. Ah, Bukola. You don't talk to people that way. Then Bukola says, she doesn't listen. She goes to secondary school. Those ones will even try and tell her. She'll say, ah, you know that's the way I am. <laughs> then she moves to university. She, the professor walks her out of the class. Now, from the time she was young to now, she just believes everybody's mad except her, right? The characters in her life have changed, but the script remains the same. She has grown, and that's why the body is a cruel thing. It will grow with or without your permission even though your spirit and your soul are are stunted. So you see a 40-year-old man who is still five. And you see a five-year-old or a seven-year-old boy who has moved. Understand how this thing works? So Bukola doesn't learn and she gets a boyfriend. (laughs) Oh, boys. That one will carry her hat up like this. Gola. She said, men has come. Bukola. What we have been trying to tell you is that you don't talk to people like that.
0: Menace, come.
1: It's the same thing for Toby or Kule or Chinelu. That you will prosper as your soul prospers. The way you treat people determines how fast you move in life. Even if you are good, nobody wants to work with you if your attitude stinks. If you have a good attitude and you have have good capacity, you move fast. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it says your dispensations of your life are framed by the word of God. Now in this case, because you are another speaking spirit, framed by you. So all those funny things you say that you saw in movies, stop saying them if they are not edifying. All those things you say to your children, you know, are not defined. Don't say them anymore. Please. Because you are another speaking spirit. Hagen was praying for a man who had died. <laughs> the, man had, the, the man died and Hagen went to pray for him. Hagen prayed and God told him, he said, he said, look, let him go. He said, words have been spoken. He said, what happened? Hagen said, what do you mean? So Hagen told the brother who brought him to pray. He said, this is what the Holy Spirit said. The brother said, ah, that my brother always said he would die at forty. Forty, Gerege, he died. Look, faith. That's why I say faith comes by hearing, and then faith is powered by love. Is what you hear, you speak, right? What you speak is very important. Let me show you. This is how God creates. Hebrews 11. We we'll go from verse 13. I want to show you something that blew my mind growing up. And after I learned this thing, I started to know for me, one of the things I, I, I could use to tell that it was tangible was let me, I said, that let me triple my income. When the next year my income tripled, I said, hey, so this thing is Sajabi done. Jesus Christ. Okay. So between last year and this year, I also did something to my income. I'm serious. It's like, it's like, uh, I don't know. I I don't know how to tell you. Just listen. Just listen. Listen to this. He said, "These all died in faith, verse 13, not having received the promises, but having seen them from afar off. That's stage one, right? Having seen them from afar off, stage one." Say two, being fully persuaded, alignment, right? I find out that God only does things I pray for in my life when, I am, when it's non-negotiable, which means I have believed to a point that you can't tell me it won't happen. It's just a matter of when. Which is why it says that he that enters into rest ceases from struggle, right? So the problem while you're praying and it hasn't happened is also possible that you have not entered into rest. And the only reason you have not entered into rest It's because a word from God has not come, right? A word from God may not have come because you may not have prayed for long enough or your heart needs work because God will not invest in casual relationships, which means your commitment is not yet to him. So you are are still thinking, man, God, if you give me that g wagon, I will show the boys. They will know that I have a robe. God will just be looking at you. Hey, hey, see this guy. He wants to arrive. <laughs> he says they embraced it. And then they confessed. Hi, Jesus. Remember Romans 10 10. When we read Romans 10, he said, with the heart, man believed unto alignment, righteousness, and with the mouth, Confession is made unto salvation, which is why I said you don't pray until something happens. You pray until ownership is transferred. When ownership is transferred, then you start confessing. There's a role for this thing. At that point, God has spoken. You have received the faith of God. I said, do you have the faith of God? I'm asking if you have received the voice of God or the word of God on this. Right? The minute you receive the word of God, you start to say the same thing as God. You just go about your day saying the same thing as God. So when I find people that don't say the same thing as God, I say it's because they don't have the faith of God. That word confession is the word homologio, to say the same thing as God. So it says that they confessed. You see what it meant now. He said they first saw it from afar off, and then they became fully persuaded. They embraced it, right? And then they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Aye, let me show you something. In the spirit realm, silence is consent. I, I used to like, you know, Koto <laughs> Yes, I see my people there. All those Yoruba movies. My favorite characters were Fade Yoluru and Abijawarabieku. He just tells you I came from a bush background, but he doesn't mind. I have unbushed myself since then. And I like Father Yeh and Abijah when they are fighting. Charles, come and fight with me. Come, Let me show you. Hey, you need to see this, because it will change your life. If I slap you by mistake, just say, just, <laughs> no, no, no. They don't touch each other. That's the powerful thing. It's spiritual warfare. They never touch each other. So, Abijah is here. Father is the, only, is the one always looking for trouble. So say, Abijah, Okay. Which means look up, look down. Which means today you are going to die. Which means die. You know what Abijah will say? You know why? Because if he keeps quiet, he's finished. Are you listening to me? If he keeps quiet, he's saying what? Amen. Yeah. So be it. So the next thing Abijah says is Hiro. Agometa my way. just let me tell you what they say. Let me tell you what they say. Let me tell you what they say. Let me tell you, me tell you what they say. I yeah, love it. They just they say things on the earth. What does awful? They say things that are true on the earth and affirm them and use them to affirm what they're about to say. And when that one says, okay, go there. It says zero? Thanks, Charles. You know why? Because I have to say. Something, if I keep quiet, I've agreed. I say that, now see what he said. He said, and they are believing God for something. And they are fully persuaded. This is you. Anytime you are believing God for something, this is why you must stop praying and start confessing. Anytime you are believing God for something, and you see it from afar off, you know. So when God says afar as your eyes can see. You know the next thing you are supposed to do is close your eyes, you know. You don't shine your eyes. That shine your eyes is a lie. When God says, as far as you can, your eyes can see, close your eyes and start seeing. That's it, huh? Eh? Because they say, ah, shine your eyes, oh, the guy is coming. Uh, well, you won't try it again. <laughs> anyway. Right? When they see it from afar off, right? So you are believing God for something. You see it from afar off. And when you see it from afar off, there's dissonance. So you pray, 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 pray. God works on your heart. You pray, 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 pray. And then you come into alignment, right? When you come into alignment and you are fully persuaded, he said the next thing you must do is to declare that you are a pilgrim and you are a stranger in your current situation. You got it. You got it. You understand it. No? He said they said that they are strangers and they are pilgrims. Which means even if you are living in a one-bedroom now and you are believing that God will give you your own house in Lagos, and you have prayed and you have received it. The reason why you must start confessing like you have it is not name it and claim it. It's not auto suggestion. It's taking the word that God has spoken, saying the same thing as God, because then you are releasing a sound into the spiritual realm and saying that those that are living in one bedroom, I am a stranger here. The word stranger means I revoke my jurisdiction in this place. I don't have passports in this land. I am an alien. You can use it for being single too. I am what? A stranger here. You are looking for a child. I am a stranger here. The word pilgrim means I am passing through. It's not permanent. Is what? Temporary. Hebrews is powerful. If you, go home and read this Hebrews 11. Let me show you. This thing changed my life. If I tell you the short time, it changed my life. Uh, that's why I can tell you gladly that time is the servant of light. He huh? says, for, <laughs> it said they declared that they are strangers and pilgrims. Listen to me. After you have received the faith of God, you must make it a habit to declare that you are a stranger and a pilgrim. If you are not speaking, you are going to die here. What do you do? When you get home, go and buy an exercise book. Brand new. Eh? This is what we used to do. Practice. Everything you hear, your spirit hears from God, write it down. If it's dream, write it down. Eh? Then you will learn how to frame it into a, conf- into a confession. Frame it When you frame it, every morning when you wake up, you say it. Give yourselves 10 minutes to 15 minutes to just read it out. You will read it to a point that you memorize it. Right? So when you frame it into a confession, it will sound like something like I said this morning, I'm rooted and grounded in love. I am because God is. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let's imagine that there's a woman looking for a fruit of the womb and, you know, God just the word of God just comes to her that he maketh the barren you know uh, he, he gives them a, or, or let's say, he say he ends of the earth, all nations right or, or bless this man you just hear God say blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them do you understand if you go back you say my quiver is full you see just to say my quiver is full is a signal in the spirit realm that you are a pilgrim to barrenness and you are a stranger here. What are you saying? What are you declaring? To prove what I'm saying, the next verse says, 14. It says, For they that say such things, declare plainly that they are seeking a country. Do you see? It says, For they that say such things, declare what? Plainly means they're making it clear. That what declare, uh, the word plainly plainly in the Greek says inform. They're informing you. (laughs) They're informing, they're throwing out the, I just want to put it out there, (laughs) that I'm seeking a country. Remember I said, he describes it in terms of a country. They're not just seeking a country, they're getting jurisdiction in the land of the women with children. You need to watch what you're saying. He said, for they that say such things, declare plainly that what? They seek a country. Then he now put a caveat there. The next verse. He said, for if they were mindful of the country from which they came, they would have found a way to return. So this is it in, 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 in believing God. One of the reasons you must go into confession is that your mind does not know the difference between imagination and what really happens. That's why you experience something you call deja vu sometimes, say this has happened, a dream or something, subconscious. Your mind doesn't know the difference, right? So you control your mind and tell it what's happening, right? So you say, I am XYZ. I am this. After a while, your mind starts treating you as if you are. That's the point at which the seed goes into the ground and comes up. And you find people who have subjected themselves to that process, when they speak, they speak forcefully. I'll give you an example. One, The, 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 the foundation of my career, and I've had a fantastic career, you know, I'm in my second st- leg. I finished 10 years in one place, moved to another industry, went straight to the top. Right? Fantastic. This is the foundation. I served in Aquabon, and at that time, it was Echo Wireless. You know, everywhere was fantastic. You know, everybody wanted that job call center job. When you think about it now, you're just like, man. But we were coppers, you know. So, we went, and then they called us one day. Now, listen to the operation of faith. And i close with this. They called us one day. They said, Charles, you didn't time me. I enjoy my session, you didn't time me. Okay. And, and they called us one day. They said, they said they are writing tests. Right? We should come and write tests. I sat down in my room. In writing room. I said, this guy you're arrogant. Me, the law of the school of faith is simple. Until you hear instruction, you don't. We don't do la la coco john don in the school of faith. We, we, we don't. We don't. We don't. fly and box the air. Do you understand? That's why I'm fresh. Here, you see, no stress life, no stress. <laughs> so, so the guys came to me and they now said, ah, that they know some guys in Ikoné Wireless. Give them some plug. That the guys in HR said, look, if we just put 55k together, they'll put us, you know, in there and be fine. And there was 5K left in my account. It's like the devil sent them. (laughs) Or my village people. Anyhow. So I went and prayed. And you wonder why I'm praying. Am I praying? Do I want to bribe? No, that's not how you handle those things. It's not stop Say, ah, I will never bribe. That's why things don't happen. No, you go back to God and say, this is the offer on the table. We're not taking it, but what are you saying? Do you understand? So pray in the spirit, and then I'll pray in my understanding. So pray in the spirit, and I saw it. (laughs) He said, Cursed is he that puts his trust in man and makes the arm of flesh his right hand he will not see when good comes. Blessed is he that puts his trust in God, he will not see when heat comes. And then the Holy Spirit explained it to me. He said, what I'm telling you is that if you trust man, you will not see when I'm doing something good. If you put your trust in these boys, you're going to miss out on what I'm going to do because focus is blindness. Blindness. You will not see when good comes. He said, But if you put your trust in me, he said, I'm not saying there won't be hit, but you will not see it. So I went back to the guys. I said, Guys, you know what? Excuse me from this, your 5K arrangement. I'll take my 5K and go and buy Mkwabi and just be, be all right. Or Ekwankwakwa or something nice like that. I'll be all right. He said, This guy, you don't come. You know? <laughs> so I went back and I was still praying again. And then I saw another thing. He said, God is our refuge. A very present help in time of need. He said, Do the mountains be cast into the sea? Right? Though the mountains be cast into the sea, he said, he said, there is a river, the streams of which make glad the city of God. So I went and the guys came back to me. I said, I said, I'm not doing. It. Why are you guys so persistent? I said it's my destiny, they were after. So the guy said, Look, look, you don't come. spirit ma we don't hear you. This was me. I was playing saxophone in church. You know. I bet you didn't know that. Did you? The, so, so he said, you don't come, spirit man. Then the guy said something. And this is when you know that someone has done the work, that the seed has entered the ground, right? They said to me, he said, this is not Niger. No other road, day, to do things. I shouted at him. I didn't even know I was shouting. I said, there's no road, but there's a river. God bless you, get sense. Play, 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 play. I didn't know. He said, so the earth knows what to do with this seed. It germinates, it comes out with force. I didn't know when I shouted it. They said, oh, God, you don't vex so I said, sorry, be going. I said, there's no road because Psalm 46 just came out like a well. He said, there is a river. Today, and I'm not trying to be, if those boys want to see me, those boys. And the ones that were calling us, and they, they will need a few weeks of appointment. Because time, because light collapses time. Overtaking all of them, overtaking all of them, by the grace of God. So, what are you saying? He said, Those that say such things declare what? Plainly that they seek a country. Rise up on your feet. He said, For if their minds were full of the country from which they came, their minds would have created a way for them to return. You cannot move forward if your mind is full of the country from which you came. That's why they couldn't enter into the God said they can't, they will never see the land. He said, because their minds were full of the country from which they came. Let it go. Letting it go requires what? Faith in God. Knowing this, that he that began a good work is able and faithful to complete it. Knowing this, that the thoughts I have towards you are thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you a bright hope, a future, an expected end. Knowing this, that everything God does, he does for what? Love and in your best interest. So let it go. Let it go. Some of you are stuck in a job. You know there's no future. God is telling you, move. This is the remnant for somebody here today. You know, you've heard me. Yeah, you're in trouble. Now you're in trouble. Tomorrow, go and drop your resignation. It's, I didn't say everybody. There's somebody here whose spirit has pulled this word. The person knows me. I don't know the person. The person has heard it. Your spirit has, the minute I said, he pulled it. There's somebody here, you're ending the relationship this week. You know it's toxic. But there's pressure from outside. There's pressure from your parents. There's pressure from outside. If you will listen to God and trust him and end it, (laughs) The next relationship you will enter will drink from the rain of heaven. <laughs> he said, this land that I will give you will not be like the former land that you have to water with your feet. You know what it is to water, you know, you will feel it you ram it, then you water it with your feet. He said, it will not be like the former land that you have to water with your feet. He said, this land will drink from the rain of heaven. End the relationship this week. You know yourself, I don't know you. Go and just end it. Don't give any reason. Don't don't say God said. So that they don't say you are hiding under God said. And this is not just ladies, guys. Don't say God said. Just end it. You know. And in a short while, a very short while. Why? Because light collapses time. And this is the light of God coming to you. I hear that there's somebody here. It's strange to you because it's a new dimension of business growth. God said, take it. Hold it and jump on it. They've given you the offer. You're like, "Ah, ever since I was born, now I've not eaten unclean. He said, touch it. He said, while you yet think and pray, the only ghost will speak to you and show you the strategy. Jump on it. Jump on it today. Remember when we said in the first service that they said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only God. That word here means to hear, listen, understand, obey, and then act accordingly. Just lift your hands to heaven and say, Lord, breathe upon me, breathe upon my heart. breathe upon this heart give me the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ to go through what I need to and to make these tough decisions I receive the energy of God Mary said that which you are carrying is holy separated I receive the energy of God to separate from those things that will choke it in the name of Jesus. Breathe your life. Breathe your life. If you are here and you have not experienced the joy of salvation, you are like Nicodemus who came to Jesus at night. And you don't understand what we are saying. But God brought you here today because you are tired. I'd like you to just boldly raise one hand up. I won't call you out. And let them slip a card into your hands. Watch out for those people. So that you can start this journey of living the abundant life the Zoe life the life of God so that you can God bless you so that you can start this journey of living the life of God you know there are two sources of life he said the spirit of God will quicken your mortal body so that's two it's possible to draw life from the spirit. As I promise to tell you this story. I tell you this story so, so that you understand that. It's not just what I'm saying. So because of the work I do, last year I got COVID. And it was tough. All my colleagues that we got COVID together in three days, they were up. And they were not up, they were, they were better. And I had this low-grade fever for ten days. I was being watched by the best doctors in the country. And even doctors in the Netherlands were checking on me every day. And when I say checking on me, because I was isolating in my house, they would check, they would ask for readings of my pulse oximeter. They would check on the drugs I'm taking. I had people checking on me. I had virologists checking on me. People who understood the COVID virus to the best of their life. But they were worried. They didn't tell me. said, because you were not winning the battle. Ten days of fever straight. The Panadol did not even slow it down. You understand? Didn't slow it down. Straight. And all the guys who were my friends who got it were also medical doctors and they said, ah, you were not winning the battle. We had recovered in three days. You were not winning the battle. So we were a bit worried. So at some point, they sent me balloons to be blowing. I said, ah, (laughs) blow, blow. (laughs) Ah. These people are simulating. They want me to be simulating. I see you. It has reached the eyes. At that point, I knew that we had to take it seriously. So I went back to my source. And I said, toli That's what we know. That's what we know. And he said, Cabo, welcome. <laughs> you didn't have to go through this, but welcome. <laughs> you see, that's it, waiting for you. And I looked at the balloon and he said, oh, Leave balloon. He said, Balloon is not for you. This is what the Holy Spirit said. He said, You are a minstrel. Go and carry your saxophone. Play, man. Leave these people. <laughs> now, at this point, every time I took a deep breath, I was afraid because a sharp pain was waiting for me in my lungs. It had progressed so i was afraid to take deep breath i was breathing slowly so that when i take a deep breath i will scream upon finishing the deep breath that's normal breathing you no know, because a sharp pain was waiting in the lungs and when i cough and the sputum comes out it was deep brown like chocolate say god is this is this the way we are passing to go No, it's not time. So I brought out my sax. I called my wife from the door. I said, "Where is my saxophone? I didn't play it in two or three years." She said, "It's in your cupboard." I said, "Okay." I went into the closet, brought out the sax. I had to assemble and clean it, and and I started to play. I recorded this moment because I knew something was about to happen. Look, when you walk in the spirit, you understand these transactions. That, like Melchizedek meeting Abraham, I knew. Something was about to happen, so I recorded it. If you're nice to me, I'll play it to you one day. (laughs) So I started to play. I cannot call on your name and end up in shame. No way. No way. I cannot bow before you. I knew before a man. My best part for you are my God. Play, 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 play. You are my God. Are my God. And listen, you know what I was saying? I belong to you. Oh Bida! I belong to what? You. He said to me, You are mine. So I went back under the cloth of the rock. You are, you are my God. You are my God. Even if you have misbehaved, your koboko is not in the hand of the door. You are my God. I see people who you, you fell, you fell, you misbehaved, you are not running away from God. No! you run back you run back
0: you are my God you are my God
1: God. is it that you are declaring today that COVID is my God or you And I dropped the saxophone, and it was as if I wanted to die. Like the small breath that you have, you know now. You went to go and use it to play. Who signed you? The next one hour was hell. But you see, the way it works, is like a ship. When you are turning a ship around, it doesn't turn like a car. You turn it and you lock it. And then over a space of like 30-40 minutes, the ship's course. Sells. But you must lock it. Non-negotiable. That's the same, the same thing as God. You do what? You lock it. The problem is that when things don't turn, we don't lock it. We go back. And say, yeah, oh Romeo, I can't say that again. All we will say from now is, you are my God. As if on the dot of one hour, I started to sweat. All the symptoms started to reverse. All the symptoms started to reverse. Let me tell you the the interesting thing. Of all of us that got this thing, I'm the only one who didn't have any residue or who didn't get it again. Everybody got it twice, three times. I'm the only one. Because what faith does, it does completely. <laughs> and by the lab,
0: you are my God.
1: is committed to you, oh God. Every family in this house is committed to you. So go to battle for us. Go to war for us. Regardless of where we've been, Lord, we plead the blood and we rededicate ourselves to you. Give us circumcised ears to hear what only sons are allowed to hear in the name of Jesus. Breathe your life into us. If there's anyone sick here, we take from the life of the Spirit and replenish their life in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone in trouble here, we refer to you as save them completely in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone that needs direction here, help them see so that they can declare plainly in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you. Thank you for having me, God's favorite house, I love you.